0: Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm Dr. Marin Wood. Thank you so much for joining me. I saw a post on LinkedIn this past week. It was shared by someone with a PhD in anthropology who now works in UX research. She noted that it was becoming increasingly common for companies to include language and in job postings, excluding people transitioning out from academia. Essentially, companies are including language that says academics need not apply. They're explicitly saying they do not want to hire PhDs transitioning out of higher ed. She was obviously incredibly angry at this turn in the job market for UX researchers, a field in which PhDs have been quite successful, and asked the question, why would employers not want to hire PhDs transitioning out of academia? She listed out the transferable skills that anthropologists have and bring to the role, all of which was spot on. But to understand why employers are hesitant to hire people who have only academic experience, and this applies to master's degree holders and PhDs, we need to think about three things. First, we need to think about hiring from an employer's perspective. What are they looking for? What do they value? And what are PhDs not bringing to the table when they exit academia? Second, we need to think about the chasm between academia, higher ed, and industry. And third, we need to think about how graduate alumni, masters, and PhDs are approaching the professional job market, which is often poorly and with failed strategies, because they are not being prepared by their institutions to be successful in pursuing jobs. This is an important issue for universities to take seriously. If employers are explicitly saying they don't want your alumni, then you have a problem. Because people will only come to graduate school if they can land a job afterwards. So the reputation of an institution and its financial security is tied to career success of alumni. And if you're not preparing students correctly, then this kind of thing is going to continue to happen. So let's start with number one. Employers don't care about degrees the way people in higher education do. It's one of the biggest cultural gaps between academia, where the degree and discipline means everything, and industry. Outside of some highly specialized careers like law and medicine, most jobs don't require a specific degree. They require that people have skills and competencies. For a software engineer, you need to be able to code, for example. You might learn that through a master's of computer science, or you can have a PhD in history and go to coding camp and learn computer languages. Neither the PhD nor the computer science degree is the thing that matters. It's that the person has developed technical skills that are in demand by that employer the person who manages the software engineering team would likewise need that technical knowledge, but they would also need skills in project management, customer relationships, leadership, communication, conflict resolution, and they would likely need to have several years of industry experience before being promoted into that position. That you could learn how to be a software engineer isn't enough for an employer. They want to see that you have the skills and that you've applied those skills with success in academic projects and internships, or better yet, through previous work experience. While good employers will plan to train new employees, there's always an onboarding period. They typically don't want to spend the time teaching a person all the things about a new job. So yes, while ethnographic research is part of UX, it's only one small component. If you haven't demonstrated mastery of commonly used software, if you haven't worked closely with multiple stakeholders, if you've never worked with an engineering team, how do I know that you can do UX? Sure, an academic has some transferable skills that can be used in that new career field, but it's not the same. And here's the thing about transferable skills. They're transferable because other people have them too. That's why they're not enough. Professional careers are highly specialized, just like academic careers. And and I'm sorry, this is going to be blunt, but it's incredibly arrogant, misleading, and presumptuous for academic institutions to pretend or promote or tell students that somehow an advanced degree is going to be substitution for on-the-job training it's not in most fields it's why a master's degree holder and a phd with limited professional work experience will need to start out entry level the phd isn't going to leap over people with master's degree with 5 years of experience just like a master's degree holder isn't going to suddenly leap over someone with a bachelor's degree and 5 years of experience Long-term, it can matter, but immediately, the thing that you're missing is that specialized knowledge and training that comes through doing the job, and you can only do that, get that, by doing the job. So yes, advanced degree holders have an impressive range of skills, and you have applied your skills while earning your degree, but that's not the same as applying your skills in an industry setting. An advanced degree communicates a mastery of knowledge. It doesn't tell me anything about how you've applied that knowledge or if you can apply that knowledge outside of academia in an industry setting. Hiring someone based on transferable skills alone is a huge risk. While some employers may be willing to do it, others just won't be able to. Because hiring is expensive and if an employer needs to allocate time and money to substantially retrain people to do a job, which is what we're talking about when we take somebody with an academic degree and academic experience and we move them into industry, they're being retrained. That is an expensive business decision and it will need to pay off. So companies will do it, you know, willingly if it's the right candidate, but they're not going to to do it always. Another reason that employers prefer to hire people with a proven track record is that it's more likely that you'll actually enjoy the job, right? I want to hire someone who wants to do marketing. I don't want to hire someone with an English PhD who believes that because they can write academic prose, they can suddenly write copy. You know, marketing is a totally different career field. you got to learn learn it. And you have to be interested in it. So I don't want to hire someone who's just interested in writing. I want to hire someone who's interested in marketing. And if you've done marketing before, well, now I have a sense that you actually know how to do it and that you like it and that you're good at it. All employers want to feel like their employees enjoy working for them. Nobody wants to feel like a plan B. And yet for so many academics transitioning into industry, it is the plan B. I'd rather hire someone for whom the job and a career is their plan A as in they really want to be data scientists, they really want to be UX researchers. And again, this gives a competitive edge to people who are coming out of master's degree programs, because they're getting that specialized training. They maybe lack experience, but they're getting that specialized training that communicates to me that this is in fact a career field for which you are interested. So if you're a PhD transitioning into industry or a master's degree holder with limited professional experience, again, it doesn't matter that you have an MBA or, you know, a master's in engineering. If you have not applied that those skills with success in an industry st- setting, you need to do that, right? So how do you go about this if no one is going to give you experience, if it's tough to get that entry-level job? First, you're going to need to network with people in a chosen career field. You will need to learn the tools, concepts, and frameworks for that career field. You'll need to identify any gaps in your training, whether it's your PhD training or your master's training, and figure out how to fill those gaps you will need to build a portfolio and be able to demonstrate that your academic training has given you the skills and the opportunity to apply those skills with success. So where in your academic training, whether you're a PhD or a master's degree holder, have you applied those skills that employers are looking for with success? It can be communication skills, project management, interpersonal communication, conflict resolution, instructional design, data science, you know, uh, applying data to, to solve problems. You know, it doesn't matter what the skill is, but you have to identify where you've applied that skill with success and communicate that to employers. You also need to really think about that experience gap. So if possible, especially for those of you that are coming out of master's degree hold uh, degree programs or PhDs that are fresh out, you can look for internships. Better yet, if you're still in school, like do an internship, find some part-time opportunities, some side hustles, get out of the lab, get out of the classroom. If you, if you can find volunteer opportunities, you might want consider networking with startups and other small organizations that typically have an abundance of work, but little cash. A couple of PhDs I know who transitioned into UX research, for example, did pro bono work for startups and nonprofits so that they had that proven track record. I know this isn't what people want to hear, right? We want to hear the degree is the thing. We're proud of it. And you should be proud of it. And long-term, you know, all the studies show that long-term it pays off. People with master's degrees and PhDs typically end up making more money than people with uh, bachelor's degrees. It depends on the field, but typically that is true. But initially, right you have to close that experience gap the second point we need to think about the chasm between academia higher ed and industry i'm going to dedicate an entire podcast to this at some point in the future so i'll try and be brief but there's a lot to say about this so first of all academia just doesn't operate with the same professional norms as industry and i've experienced this several times in my organization and because of my experience in working with PhDs fresh out of their program or graduate students and uh, master's degree holders, like I've worked with people in a variety of different capacities, people who've come out of different programs or are enrolled in different programs in different disciplines, and they struggle in the same way, which again tells me that academia is not doing a good job to set people up for career success. And because of these experiences, I we have a policy now that we're not going to hire a PhD or a master's degree holder that doesn't have at least a year or two of non-academic work experience. We're a startup. We don't have time to help people make the career transition you know, outside of our programming. We can't do it as an organization. Typically, people need a lot of mentorship and guidance for in a, in a, if it's their first time they're doing a job. And small organizations like us, just we just don't have the resources. So typically, PhDs who make the career transition do better when they're in organizations that can dedicate time to mentorship, advising, and professional development. So keep that in mind, PhDs, when you're looking for jobs. It's not that PhDs aren't valuable employees. It's just that the career transition takes time. It's a steep learning curve. And, you know, again, you need to find companies that are going to provide those resources for you to support someone like you through that transition from from academia into industry. So there's just some enormous differences like the pace of industry is so fast paced. I was just at an ed tech conference in San Diego and one panelist described academia as, you know, it works in geological time periods, right? It's so so slow in industry. We're operating at the speed of fruit flies, you know? And so there's just a big mismatch for people coming out of academia into industry settings. We're iterative in industry, So we'll gather information and make decisions often in real time, trying to pivot, 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 in order to find, you know, the right product fit, the right customer, the right messaging. We're like working so fast at such a high speed, gathering information and making decisions as quickly as possible. Markets can change dramatically. Think of COVID or the war in the Ukraine. You have to be able to respond not only internally, but also externally. What's happening to our customers? What about the supply chain? What about, uh, you know, now everyone's suddenly working at home? What's happening? You have to be able to pivot very quickly and respond to these kinds of challenges. In academia, it can take months or years to collect data, analyze it, and then deliver results. I mean, nobody in industry is going to be excited to hear you spent four years researching one topic and then produced a dissertation or a book. I mean, why? That's so long. And it's not a useful deliverable. Even academic articles in STEM can take years to see the light of day. In industry, other than a good whiskey, you don't want to sit on something for years before it hits the market. You need to be executing quickly. The products and deliverables in academia look very different. Running courses is not the same as being a project manager. A manager moves people and resources collectively together towards a common goal. In teaching, teaching, you're often supervising people over whom you have a lot of power. And they're typically working on, you know, an individual project, which is their own degree. Maybe they do some coursework collectively with groups of students, but you're not really managing them. They'll be managing themselves. You know, students are not colleagues. Collaboration in the classroom is not the same as collaborating in an office setting. Academia has students which are like customers, but they are also not like customers. That power differentiation between students and professors is incredibly different than a business and and its relationship with its clients and customers. You have to be much more collaborative with customers and clients while still maintaining your standards and bottom, bottom line as a business. In academia, asking questions, admitting you don't know something is a sign of weakness. And one thing we have witnessed time and time again, at, when, we, when we've when we hired you know, graduate student interns or employees, is that they are very hesitant to ask questions. And then they move forward with and, and they take a risk because they're unsure. And it ends up costing the company a lot of money. They can be very costly mistakes. So in academia, we're not taught how to ask questions or even the right kinds of questions to ask. Which brings me to my next point. Industry takes, really values taking initiative. And again, depending on a graduate student's experience in a master's program or a PhD, there's not often a lot of time to take initiative, right? There's a lot of requirements. Your advisor has a lot of say about what it is you do. And so an initiative is kind of like a wonky thing to try and teach somebody. You have to see it in action to really understand it. And so when you're in an industry setting, you begin to see, you know, what problems should I solve on my own? And when should I take the lead on something? When do I ask clarifying questions to avoid costly mistakes? And when am I actually stepping on someone's toes? Graduate students also can't be fired. I mean, sure, you can flunk out of a program, but that's not the same as someone firing you for poor performance. And so that's a different cultural mindset as well. And that's something that people have to really think about, you know, like, I care, I want you to be successful and I want to give you the resources to help you be successful in your job, but I'm not here to teach you. I'm here to have you do work. And that's a very different relationship to people on your team, to your supervisor, to your employer than what you're going to have in in an academic setting when you're working with a PI or advisor. We're also not very collaborative in academia. You know, most companies are using Slack, Google for business, Microsoft teams to collaborate like across an organization. No one would send an email within a team environment. That's a very different kind of work culture or space than what most people are used to in academia. You know, how many departments are facilitating communication amongst you know graduate cohorts using Slack or having faculty use Slack? It's not done as often as it's done in industry. And none of this is a personal failing of the PhDs or master's students that we've worked with. They're all incredibly smart. It's just that they it takes time to adjust to industry. And this isn't to say that PhDs can't be wonderful employees. I mean, my team, I hire PhDs, but again, typically people who have demonstrated that they've gone through the career transition, they're interested in the jobs that I'm hiring them for, and they have that proven track record. So those are really important things. And the other problem for PhDs and master's students when they're not given proper guidance about job searching is their lack of experience just shows through when you're interviewing people for a position. So if you are a master's student or a PhD, either newly minted or coming out of academia after teaching or working as a postdoc or faculty member for many years, you have to be creative about gaining some kind of industry experience, contract work, part-time, pro bono, internships, job shadowing. It doesn't matter, but you need to really think about it. If you're in graduate school, definitely get internships or try and find RA ships and other on-campus work experiences where you can gain professional work experience, where you can be working in an office environment. All right, my last point here is that advanced degree holders are approaching their job search with failed strategies. And as I said, it's because universities are not doing an adequate job and really helping people understand the value of their education and training, right? It's not the specifics of the degree. It's the skills that people are developing and they're not teaching people how to articulate their value to employers, which is why you're seeing a job, like job ads in UX research for like academics need not apply. So here's the advice for master's students and PhDs that are entering a professional job search. Number one, Don't like apply with the right documents, right? Don't send an academic CV when when you're applying for an industry job. Send a resume and that resume needs to be one to two pages and it needs to be specific to the job application. Sending an academic CV tells me you're an academic. It showcases your academic projects and deliverables and successes, but non-academic employers want to know how you've accomplished your projects. Sending the wrong document sends the wrong message. If someone sends me a CV, when I post a job, I flat out, I just reject them. Like I don't even call them. I don't try and figure it out. It tells me that you're not ready for an industry job. Second, don't send generic resumes. This is true if you're a master's student or a PhD. All right. Sending a generic resume tells me that you're inter- that you're just looking for any job. I want someone who's interested in the job I've posted. I want someone who wants to work for my company. So for those of you who are moving from a professional program, especially professional master's degree programs, it can be tempting to just create a generic resume. You you assume that, you know, every business manager position is going to be the same and you have an MBA or so you don't, you just need one resume or you're a software engineer applying for software engineering jobs, So you just need one resume. That's a huge mistake. Those jobs are going to look different at every organization. Organizations are going to have different company cultures. They're going to have different values. You want to tailor your resume to the specifics of that organization. So this is where like, try not to use that LinkedIn apply feature because it's just going to send your generic resume. Look at the company website and see if the job is posted there too, and follow the instructions on that website. If you can send a customized resume and cover letter, you will stand out as a candidate. Learn the language of employers. If you are applying for a UX research position, then you definitely don't want to be talking like a sociologist or an anthropologist. You want to use the language of the professional career field you're moving into. You know, I always give this example, but, you know, if someone who is a, a is a marketer applies to be an assistant professor of English literature, what would happen? They'd be laughed at and not considered serious because they don't have the right training. Why then do universities, institutions expect industry to accept an English PhD for a marketing position? Yes, they have the transferable skills, sure. That goes both ways. Right? A marketer has transferable skills that would allow them to teach English literature, but they would have to learn the field. They'd have to learn how the, they'd have to learn the literature they'd have to develop and design courses. They will probably need to do a PhD first, right? Start entry level in order to be successful. And it goes just the other way that English PhD has transferable skills. They have a great foundation to build upon, but they're going to need to learn how to be a marketer. They don't know how to do it just because they have an English PhD. So to be successful in your job search, be humble, look for points of entry into career fields, know that you will need to gain experience and work your way up through an organizations and those entry-level jobs are opportunities to grow, gain, develop knowledge and advance in your career. Be respectful. Know that professional careers are highly specialized, just like academic career fields. You need to learn the discourse tools, frameworks of that professional career to be successful. Show the employer what you do, not what you know. Your degree, whether it's a master's degree or a PhD, is not going to speak for itself. You have to unpack for employers how you've applied your skills with success while earning your degree. Adopt the language of employers. They're not going to work that hard to figure out how being an instructor allows you to be a project manager, or how a degree in applied math allows you to be a data scientist. You have to show them, either by showing them examples of similar work experience on your resume, or or unpacking how academic projects utilize those skills and how you were successful. And finally, network. Get advice from people who are working in career fields of interest. Get that insider knowledge to help you navigate that hiring process. Go to networking events to build connections and learn new, new information. And you, uh, you'll want to get referrals. You want advocates who can, who can say, I talked to this person. They're really smart. They're, they're reading themselves, you know, they're, they're learning UX research. They've got an anthropology degree. I know, I know, I know, but let's interview them anyways. And for people that are listening to this at institutions, faculty, universities have to do better in training PhDs and master's students to be successful at job searching because then your alumni will be more successful. Because as I said at the beginning of the podcast, like this should be a red flag for universities. When industry explicitly states they don't want your alumni, that is an enormous problem. The reputation and financial health of your institution is directly tied to alumni career success. If people can't get jobs, if if employers don't see the value of your degrees, if they say that your students are not ready, they don't want them. And that's a problem. And people are going to start, stop coming to earn those degrees. At the end of the day, there is nothing wrong with the education masters and PhDs are getting. People do transition and they build successful careers. And we want anthropologists and we want sociologists working in industry. They bring a richness to, you know, tech. But they also need to gain that experience and they need to have opportunities while earning their degrees to gain that, to get that experience, just like we're doing for professional master's program. Otherwise, it's just a really bumpy start for too many of our alumni. And some people just don't make it because they lack the tools and they stay in contingent positions, living on poverty wages, angry and mad at their institutions, writing about it on social media and on Reddit. And you don't want that. You want happy, successful alumni building impactful careers and engaged lives wherever smart people are needed. We appreciate you joining us for this episode of Job Search the Smart Way, a podcast for graduate students and PhDs. For more resources to help you launch your next great career, be sure to visit beyondprof.com. sign up for our free events. And remember, smart people work everywhere.